Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing great, Michael. You're I'm glad do- that you uh, survived the dentist and you're, you're doing here much, with us. You're doing much better than I am. I'm, I am. I'm actually, I'm not in the office today because I ran back from an emergency dental appointment this morning. Face is still numb, but I'm recording this show for you. The show must go the on. The show must go on, even though I'm numb, You're pro. drooling. I love that about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had had to actually move a guest, but the guest will be next week or in two weeks. But uh, all good, which gives us a little fun opportunity to have a, a casual talk. I've done episodes like this in the past where we've talked about our favorite apps. What do we What do we use on our on our iPhones, our mobile phones, especially our mobile devices. Not so much. We could talk our desktops at some point in the future, but, you know, apps, apps on a mobile device. Um, You know, kind of reviewing what each of us use, what are our favorite apps, what kind of apps we wish we could see out there. Just that, 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 that whole ecosphere of mobile apps. Well, they say that you know you you only use a very small percentage of the apps that are on your phone, right? Well, I think that's true. Maybe somebody like you or me or people who are involved in music marketing, maybe they're the exception to the rule. Maybe they you know use I, more. I don't know about that. I I would tend to agree that uh, the majority of my apps are never used, or seldom used, or seldom are, used. Like, are there? I'm sure there's apps that you use absolutely every single day, you know, whether it's a, a Facebook app or, you know, Twitter or things like that. But I think it kind of varies per user because there are a couple of apps that I use every day that maybe most people don't, you know, like for photography, um, if you're doing iPhone photography, you know, there's a great app called Enlight, E-N-L-I-G-H-T, uh, that my friend Maddie. Um, Rick Springfield's uh, tour manager turned me on to, and you know, there's tons of image uh, manipulation apps out there, and um, I I really like that one a lot, and I use it, you know, pretty much every day, you know. But you know, I also use Mailchimp, you know, their app every day on mobile um, because I manage some mail lists through Mailchimp. Do you use them? I, I use them, so I'm curious to find out. How, what do you use the mobile? Are you actually creating the emails on your no. mobile device? Or are you no, just using always, it to monitor yeah. lists? Okay. Yeah, I, I create the I always do it on my laptop. It's just more real estate and it's easier. MailChimp, I like to look at campaigns every eight hours or so, just for the first forty eight hours. And what I love about the app on the iPad or the iPhone, and I'm sure they have a, an Android counterpart, is that I can see how many people are opening the email. You know, I, there's two metrics that you typically look at, right? You look at the open rate and the click-through rate. Um, for the music business, an open rate, you know, around 16 17% is about the industry average. Click-through rate, 2 to 3%, you know, somewhere around in there. If you do a little bit better, that's great. Um, with some of these targeted emails, I'm finding that, uh, we do a little bit better, but I can check the open rate, the click-through rate. I can see which stories that I'm putting in my weekly industry email are being read and which ones aren't. I can kind of see, you know, what kind of device the person's on, what, where they're at, you know, what country they're in, that sort of thing, what time of day they opened it. 
I just I love looking at the data and then kind of playing around with it to to see if I can increase you know the open rates and click through rates. One one of the things I would add to the Mailchimp app that would be beneficial to musicians and artists is you can use the Mailchimp app at your shows to sign up people right there. Oh, that's a good point. As, that's a really as, good point. as opposed to the oh here's a piece write of paper write your email address down here. And I, we've all encountered this. Then you get back, and two days later, you're trying to go through the chicken scratch. It's like, I don't know what this is. Is it misspelled or whatever? Or you completely forget to do it. So, yeah. you know, if you put that mobile, that, that mobile app on, your, on an iPad or an iPhone, you can just have somebody just sign up. Right yeah, there, which is, good which point. Is, which Super helpful. Great the last way. thing I would say about that app is that it shows you the negative, too. It shows you if people are unsubscribing. So if you send out an email blast um, to your to a list, uh, you can see you know how people react. But if you get kind of a, a high unsubscribe rate, it maybe means that you're doing too many. You know, the frequency right. is too much. It could be that, you know, it's too text heavy. And who wants to read a, a bunch of text? You know, um, you got to be creative with your emails. People like videos. People like images. You know, people like headlines. They like things that they can digest. So yeah, the the Mailchimp app um, is is one of the ones I use pretty much every day. Yeah, you know, for me. Um, most of the apps that I use on a pretty regular basis are all onto the home screen. And I yeah. dump a lot of them into folders, like a folder of browsers, a folder of video apps, a folder of music apps. Yeah. And then obviously the stuff down at the bottom is the most used. So, yes, yeah. Facebook. Um, my email app is an app called Newton. It used to be called Cloud Magic. Yeah. Um, the phone. And then Trello. I use Trello a lot for just managing content. Um, it's, it's a nice, easy way of managing content, assigning content, calendar views, everything else. Nice. Um, but there's some real basic apps that have been there from day one for me. Evernote. Yeah. Ever, I, I could not live without Evernote. Um, it, I always describe it as it's an external hard drive for me. It just yeah. saves everything. It's everywhere. Websites, scribbles, audio, photos, video, you name it. It saves Articles, it all. Whatever. It, it syncs across all your devices to the web, to laptops. So it's it's always there. Um, what do you pay for that? Um, you can actually, I know they have different packages, right? You can actually use it for free with few restrictions. Um, but I I subscribe to it and I think my subscription was fifty dollars a year for no other reason than saying that's the way I say thank you for an app that is so freaking useful useful and important yeah. to my life that I will give you fifty dollars to support yeah. you. There's there's a there's a few apps that I don't really use their premium features but I just pay because they are so critical to my daily life. Um, there's a to-do app called Todoist that I use um, because it work. It syncs within my email app, so I can I can assign an email as a to-do task. Um, another one that I paid for their premium service that I really don't need to, but because they're so important. Sure. But but and a couple apps that 
some of our listeners might find useful. Um, I use an app called Mile, I don't know if you can see it on here, Mile IQ. It's for tracking mileage. Yeah. And, and a lot of people probably don't realize this, but as you're, if you're a band and you're drive, driving to a show, that mileage is tax deductible. Sure. You just have to record it. And it's a bitch to remember, oh, what was the odometer when I started? Where was it when I ended? Write it down, log it. This Mile IQ app is 100% automatic GPS enabled. It's yeah, always, I use it too. Super it's good. Always running. Basically, yeah. I drive somewhere, come back, and go. It used to be come back. Oh crap! I forgot to log it. Now I just log into Mile IQ. It's already recorded the trip, and now it's just going to ask you to assign it. Is it a personal expense? Is it a business expense? Done. Done. Yeah. That's it. It remembers everything. So. Again, if you're a musician, band, whatever, that's doing a lot of driving, you should do this. now. Or I somebody like you who's maybe a marketing consultant that goes to see clients. You go see a client. You, you have gotta, any, any meeting that you have that is related to your business and your band is your business, those trips can be written off in your taxes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the end of the year, you give your accountant, oh, here's a whole, and it gives you a year-end report. Yeah. Here's everything you did, and your accountant just deducts Super it all, easy. and boom, it's done. So yeah. um, definitely look into that. The other app that I find very helpful is, because a lot of my clients, I use WordPress websites. A lot of my clients use WordPress websites. Um, and it's really, really, really critical that you keep your site updated. I'm not talking about adding new content. Just the, are you using the latest version of WordPress? Have your plugins been updated to the latest versions? Because just like your operating system here on your computer, you have to update it. So anyway, you've got to always keep your WordPress software updated for security purposes. Um, and there's a, there's a plugin for WordPress called WP Remote. And uh, there's a little web app that you mm -hmm. just can log into this, and it does nothing more than show you what themes, what plugins, and core WordPress, WordPress updates need to be run. And from your mobile phone here, you can log into any website that you've, you've connected to, and you can update all that stuff. What's that called again, Michael? WP Remote. Cool. Super simple. I'll check that out. Super, super helpful. I mean, I've got, I've probably got about a, a dozen WordPress sites that, you know, every couple of weeks I just log in here and it's like, oh, okay, I need to update this theme. I need to update these plugins. Update, update, update. Boom. Right. Done. You can do it from anywhere. You can do it anywhere you got an internet connection. I don't have to log in to the WordPress admin on each site remotely. Got I can it. just sit here at home and do it. So really helpful for that. Um, nice. Uh, let's see. Another app that I've really gotten deep into using is something called LastPass. What does that do? It's a password manager. Ah. So, people, 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 do not use the same password on all of your accounts. And your password should be impossible to remember. So, therefore, you need a password manager. 
And LastPass is something that works on, and there's different ones. There's sure. PCs and Mac versions. But on my Mac, I've got it installed on my Mac, on my iPad, on my, on my mobile phone. And in there, it keeps track of every pass, username, password for every application, every website, anything that has credentials, it's kept here. It syncs across my devices. There's one master password that you have to create and remember to access the whole thing. But beyond that, you just, a lot of, and especially on my iPhone, the passwords you can access through your 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 home button through your you know touching with your thumb for verification and then you just paste the password in and believe me I'm using like 16 character alpha numeric special characters it's stuff that I could never remember what it impossible is impossible to crack Impos almost nearly impossible to crack yeah um, do that do that people uh, you, and, and it's great for creating passwords, too. You can just go in here and say, I need to generate a new password. It spits out a new password for you that yeah, you can use. That's super cool. Um, you need this because it a, week's, a week doesn't go by where we aren't reading about Yahoo was the most recent one where, you know, accounts were all hacked, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. Happens all the time. You need to know. You need to be able to get in here, change your passwords. And do it in a managed way. Um, it's just really helpful. Do you have an app that you use uh, for podcasts? Um, and the reason I ask is I've tried so many different ones, and the functionality is so different in the different podcast um, for apps. For listening to them? Yeah, for listening and kind of organizing, aggregating podcasts. My problem is a lot of the times that I'm listening and I listen to podcasts every day um, when I'm going to work, working out, walking the dog, whatever. Um, my problem is that the one that comes with iOS isn't super intuitive and the buttons are really small. So, um, you know, I don't recommend people do this while they drive, but sometimes it's nice to just click a button, you know, like you would on your radio and listen to a podcast. Do you do you have a, a podcast I, I, app that you I, like? I don't, I mean, and, and quite honestly, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts just because I don't have a lot of time and I'm not driving a lot. Um, but I've found that I kind of have to have a few different apps. That's sad. You know, because I like Spreaker. Yeah. Sometimes there's podcasts that are only available in Spreaker, so you got to listen to it with the, the, the Spreaker app. Um, I actually like TuneIn, which a lot of people think of as a radio app, but it can play podcasts through there. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's nice because I listen to a lot of radio. And then you're sort of forced to always use the iOS podcast app because... It's there. There's a lot of people who only put their podcasts up in iTunes. Yeah. I can't aggregate it into a different app. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it, it depends on the show. Yeah. I, you know, because I don't want to download my podcast. I want to just stream it. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not interested in anything that's going to download the, the file to my, my yeah, device. Yeah, me too. And I find that, you know, because I drive so much, you know, living in L.A., everything's an hour away, um, even for like three sides or whatever podcast I'm listening to. And I have a few that I listen to every day. 
Um, I don't ever really watch the video. I just listen to the audio. Um, so that works that works pretty well for me. You know, I I wish somebody like Spotify <laughs> would completely open up their podcast. They they have podcasts, but it's curated by them. They pick the dozen or so they really like and they make it available. Yeah. Um you know, if Spotify opened it up and said, Hey, anybody who's got a podcast, submit your show just like you would to iTunes. Sure. You know, I because because, because to me point. that becomes again an all in one destination. Yeah. I'm I'm in the Spotify app all the time. Now I could also listen to all these other I think podcasts. YouTube may beat them to the punch. You know, um, they're looking at exactly what you just described. I, I went to a YouTube meeting yesterday, and some of the things they're doing with, you know, streaming live video, aggregating artist pages, they want to make it one destination, and I can see them doing that. I want to throw out a – I don't know if you've heard of this app, but I think it's really cool. One of my pet peeves when I see local bands uh, promote their shows is, you know, graphic design is – Everybody's not a graphic designer. If you want to look good, you need to hire somebody, and it doesn't have to be expensive, but somebody who understands graphic design. So what this – I have this app called Band Flyer, and it's just the word band, F-L-Y-R. And check it out. It's free, and I think there's in-app purchases if you want to go a little deeper. But basically, it's a bunch of templates for local shows for your local band – that you can plug in your info and it's laid out, it's all clean, it works on all, all the socials, it's sized properly, and you can just make your own little event poster, whether it's for a show, you know, wh whatever it's for, and it looks really, really clean and really nice, and I think it really paints you as being a little bit more professional cool. when you can't afford it. Cool. So you might want to check out Bandflyer. Um, you know, a couple other apps that are good... Um, Twitter has released a couple apps that people may not realize. They've got a dashboard app now, which is really nice. If you've got multiple Twitter accounts, it manages multiple Twitter accounts. But it also gives you, it right in the app, analytics, um, and a couple feeds. It's your timeline and your mentions feed, which is basically nice. the most important thing you should watch. Um, you can create and send out tweets from this app. So it's a nice little app for that. Um, and what's that one called? That one's from Twitter? It's from Twitter. It's called Dashboard. Okay, cool. They've got another one called Engage, which is a slightly little, slightly different. But, um, again, they're trying to get people more focused in using their apps. It, 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 shows, yeah. it shows people who are verified, who have, have talked about you. It shows you your mentions, your top tweets. Um the other stuff, you know, if you're if you've got a lot of social networking accounts that you're posting to, things like uh, Hootsuite. Yeah. The Hootsuite mobile app um, is really great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily use it a lot for posting, but I use it a lot for monitoring. Nice. You know. And for those who haven't used these kinds of apps, we've talked about these before. We highly recommend. Hootsuite's a good one. I use Buffer and I use Sprout and I have used Hootsuite. But basically, it's a way for you to manage several different socials, whether they're your own, whether they're your personal in a band, whether they're for a client, whatever it is. 
and it helps you to schedule posts so you don't have to be constantly on your computer posting things. You can put together a calendar and post across a week if you'd like. But to your point, you get some great analytics from them. You know, again, some of those things that we talked about from MailChimp, you can find out, you know, what your demographic is, age-wise, gender-wise, those kinds of things. It's I think those things are worthwhile for anyone who's well, one of the socials. One of the big things I use Hootsuite for is I set up a lot of saved searches. So, you know, searching across Twitter, you you can search. Obviously, you should follow your at mentions, but there's a lot of times people will talk about you and not use your Twitter ID. That's right. So you actually have to search for your name. Um so set up a search for your name, set up a search for your band name, set up a search for anything you want, and you can save these searches into Hootsuite. And then you can just log in and look at the, the stream. Hashtags. If you're following hashtags, you set up a saved search of a hashtag. Yeah. So um, I, I do a lot of that within Hootsuite is, is monitoring, because a lot of what I will do posting... As much as I love one tool, send it everywhere. If you have the time to be able to do it the right way, um, you should post separately to each one. You should go to Twitter, make your Twitter post, customize it for Twitter. Facebook, same way, the right tagging. The Facebook page could be different than the Facebook profile. Sure, the right sizing, yeah. Yeah, so if you've got the luxury of the time, Go to each one and do it. But if you if you don't have that time, then use something like a Hootsuite or a Buffer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. So some of the other things that I've got here. Um, pages app. The Facebook yeah. Pages app. So yep. there's a Facebook app, but if you've got a band page or an artist page, get the Pages app. And use that to manage your use page. Use that a lot. Yeah. Um, Have you ever used Slack? You know, I've tried to. I've found I've found no real use for it yet. And, yeah, and, and you really quite need honestly, a team. It's a team you know. collaboration thing, and I have found that it's not exactly the most the user experience. The user interfaces. It's a lot of hashtags and a lot of code that you have mm -hmm. to put in to make things happen. Yeah. And for the average person, they're not going to get it. Yeah. They don't get it. I think it. it's really more for a team. If you're managing a, a, a team, team, a programming team. What I, what I love about it is then all of that stuff is searchable and it's kind of set out away from your email and some of those other things. But if you are a part of a small team or maybe it's your band or maybe it's, you know, whatever it is, you might want to take a look at Slack. I, I've, I've found some uh, really neat features in there. I, I, I have used um, Basecamp mm -hmm. a number of times for managing projects and managing teams. And it's got a nice mobile app. Yeah. Um, again, you know, as I deal with, teams and the teams are a manager or a musician they don't dive into the core of what you how you should really be using this stuff so yeah. a lot of these apps are are too much for them yeah and and are, and i found that trello seems to be really basic and really simple and and it's a visual 
app in that it associates every task as like a card, an index card, and you move the card from content to be approved into a queue called content that is approved, and you just drag it over there and it's done. And you assign the card to a person, and you put a due date on it, and you can look at a calendar view. That is visually simple. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of one of the apps I use a lot um, is the Bands in Town app. I, I, I wouldn't say I them, use it a lot, yeah, not, but I, it, it's one of those that I go to when I yeah. need it. Well, you know, there's the two, of course. There's, you know, the Bands in Town app and then the Bands in Town manager. Manage. And one of my clients, well, actually two of my clients use Bands in Town on most of their campaigns as part of their menu. And what I love about that is I can put together a campaign really quickly with their manager. But what I like about it is I can also use it to type in an artist and then find like competitive artists. Because a lot of times when I'm doing targeted Facebook ads or you know, setting something up on YouTube, I want to know what other artists' fan bases I should be trying right. to reach. And that helps me with that too. The actual Bands in Town, their core app, I don't really use that much because once you get it set up, then I just get the email alerts every week that says, oh, you know, we've looked at your last FM or we've looked at your iTunes or whatever it is, and here are a few artists that are coming to town in your area next couple weeks or whatever and i like those email alerts they're not spam you know because i so often i've missed shows because i didn't happen to pick up the weekly that week or it wasn't announced on the radio or i didn't see it on socials but bands in town i i think it's such a great service um because then i know you know i can yeah. see who's coming to town i've i've used the bands in town manager app yeah when i've needed to adjust tour dates you know all of a sudden, you're somewhere, and this show gets canceled. We got to get it off the website ASAP. Okay, you don't have to go log into a website. I don't need my computer, the manager app. I can just log in and delete a show. Take I can add a show. Um, so it's one of those. It's handy to have. I don't use it a lot, but it's there when I do need it. Yeah. Um, let's see what else is good to have here. Um, what do you use for email or just, just use the standard email? No, I use, um, it used to be an app called cloud magic and it, they mm -hmm. just changed their name to Newton. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a cross platform, multiple devices. Um, but it supports exchange email, Yahoo, Gmail, all of those in one inbox type of thing. But more importantly for me, um, I have found my email has become much more manageable when I was able to tie it into my to-do list. Because I think we all know that you get an email, it's like, okay, I got to do that. All right, well, I'm just going to leave it in my inbox, and I'll see it in my inbox, and that'll remind me to do it. Right. Now, that's not, that does not work, does not work. Your inbox becomes forever deep, and you forget stuff because it gets lost. Um I use Todoist as my to-do manager, and it's got hooks into this email, whether it's on the desktop or here. So I can open up an email and I can say, oh, send that to my to-do list. Boom, it sends it to the to-do list, signs a date to it, signs a project to it, 
and then I move it out of, I file it in my, my email app. I don't need it sitting there anymore because now the task is in my to-do task. And I can move that task around in the to-do list. Oh, I'm going to drag it to tomorrow and get it to deal with it tomorrow. Um, it has connections to Evernote. You can send emails directly into Evernote. It has connections to Trello, so you can send emails and create tasks in Trello. So to me, that was the most important thing was how do I get my emails connected to my to-do list so I can get the email out of the inbox? Yeah. And, and, and there's, I think there's a number of email apps that offer that type of functionality. It just depends on what to-do list you've kind of settled in on using. And for me, I found Todoist to be the one that I've loved the best. And this is the app that it really has got nice, slick hooks to. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see. Obviously, I think you need to have the Instagram app. Because Instagram app is technically the only way you can post to Instagram. Yeah, they don't share their API. Well, I will tell you this. If you're a Mac user... Go out and get the app called Flume, F-L-U-M-E. I don't know how they do it, but it's Instagram on the desktop. I can post uh, yeah. photos, videos. I can do everything from my Mac desktop yeah. to Instagram without using the Instagram mobile app. Another one you might want to check out that we use is OnlyPult. Like catapult, but it's only P U L T. I think I checked into that one. There was a couple features. I don't. Does that support video? Yeah. Okay. There was. I I remember there was one one or two things it didn't do, and Flume. How do you spell Flume? F L U M E. Um, cool. Interestingly enough, it popped up in the um, Apple's App Store for your Mac. Which yeah, I was yeah, like, the desktop. Ah, curious because I don't know if Instagram necessarily is approving these apps because, as you said, you're not supposed to use APIs to do anything. But I'm not going to question it. It works yeah. because I've had plenty of times where it's much more convenient to upload from my desktop than the mobile app. Um, but have have uh, Instagram on on here. Um, let's see. Um, what else do I use quite a bit? Yeah, I mean, besides kind of the, we're leaving off a lot of the obvious ones, you know, the Facebook, Twitter, you know, we talked a little bit about Instagram, that sort of stuff. Um, but I think it's, it's interesting that there's so many different email clients out there that uh, can help you manage your workload and tie into note-taking apps. And I think some of those, you just kind of have to find the one that really fits uh, you. You know, I use um, Google Photos. Yeah, I do too. Um, just we'll so, talk about that for a second. I mean, so, so I, you know, I why. use that because I want something that just works behind the scenes to back up every single photo and video I take on my mobile device to the web. Right. So without limitations, without, really, without right? limitations, it's free. Um, 
And, you know, in case this ever gets lost, stolen, whatever, I don't want to have crap. There goes two weeks worth of tour photos that are all gone. No, they're, they're up there. They're on the, the internet for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, it just works. For no other reason, that's all I use Google Photos for, yeah. is to sync all of my photos all the time. And then once they're synced up there, I just hit the button, delete all these photos from my device, and you free up all of that space. Get sure. rid of hundreds of photos and video clips. And yeah, and you can go look at your photos from any device, any computer. It's always right there. And yeah, you, you can download them and, and do what you need to re-edit them yeah. and pull the videos down and edit those. It's just a great I agree. Um, comfort safety app. Um, let's see... Well, I've only got another minute or so, okay. uh, sadly, but are there any other key apps? I mean, we could talk all day about apps, but uh, any other ones that uh, you, you think are really super useful? You know, related to Instagram, there's an app called Repost that I will use because if you notice in Instagram, you can't go in and repost somebody's <laughs> Instagram photo right. to your Instagram. There's There's a lot of peculiar things in Instagram which are not conducive to social and sharing. Right. Um, this repost app basically takes care of that. You can go in there and, hey, let me search for a hashtag. Oh, all these photos. All right, I want to repost that to my Instagram. And it basically nice. takes care of, it will send you out of the repost app into the Instagram app but it will have copied everything and set it all up for you. So basically, you just got to click one button to post it to Super your Instagram cool. channel. Super cool. Yeah, I haven't so, heard of that one. That's so good. It, it, you know, if, if you've set up a hashtag or you're following fans who are posting stuff about your band or on a tour, this is a great way to reshare what they're posting. Yep. Um, cool. Yeah, that's that's kind of it for me. I mean, I'm, I'm always loved. That's good to, stuff. I love to hear from other people as to yeah. your go-to apps for what what's the must-have apps because i i'm always trying out new apps and, yeah you and me both you know hopefully i run across one that's like oh my god that's a godsend app yeah tell us what you're using what you really like i'd love to see it yep yep all right guys that's it till next week music biz weekly we're out